Welcome to Design Speaks, the podcast that helps you discover uncommon inspiration so you can make more meaningful work. I'm Brandy C. My co-host is Julie Heider. This week, we're going to be talking about what it takes to find your voice. Stay tuned for that later in the show. Hi, Julie. Hello. Welcome back. Yes. It's been a minute. I'm so excited. <laughs> I I know that um, we had a couple of episodes to keep people from forgetting all about us over the summer, but they didn't really get to hear us like this. So I'm sure that they're glad Those we're back. poor people. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> How could you live without us every week for 12 weeks this summer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm really excited to be back. We have a lot of really amazing episodes we've planned and recorded for you guys. And yeah. we did record a lot ahead of time. So pardon us if there's anything we refer to that's like, holy cow, that was a long time ago, you guys. When did you do this? So um, <laughs> it is, uh, what are we today? June. Today's June 25th. So just so you know, but we were thinking about you this long ago. yes so yeah i'm really excited about all the um the episode topics i feel like um the first half of uh this season was all about um just kind of like getting your mindset in the right thing and and talking about the different aspects of being a business owner and a creative and now we're kind of getting down to the the nitty-gritty of like all right let's make this thing work yeah so (laughs) a lot of a lot of season one was like a little bit more in your mind and a little bit more in your habits. And this is going to be a bit more actionable. Well, I, I hope that, you know, every episode that we, no matter what we talk about, that there's always something you can take action on. But um, this is a, a little bit more practical, um, like if you need to actually physically, and a lot of these things we're going to talk about, do, you can do that. So we're excited to give you some some tools and some cool ideas and today we're going to be talking about how how brand voice works, what it is, how to find it. And yeah, so I'm excited for that. Me too. So inspiration has been, even for me, since COVID started months and months ago, to really feel hard to come by. And for, for me to say that is is kind of crazy because I can generally find something inspiring anywhere. And I'm not sure if that's because, you know, location-wise I'm inside the house or if it's, you know, just mental exhaustion from having to do life completely differently. And But something that has really been inspiring to me and that's going to actually coincidentally relate very much to what we're going to be talking about today is I have shifted into doing more creative coaching and helping designers grow and teaching my strategic process via, you know, Zoom calls and things like that. And in that process, I've also been talking with other creatives that do the same thing. And I've been inspired by the community. I've been inspired by wanting to help more than I ever have. And not just because I want to make money for, you know, people to pay me for what I do, which obviously as a business owner, I have to get paid for my expertise. But Just realizing, you know, when someone um, I'm talking to, you know, even in a DM says like, you know, wow, that really made a difference or 
I'm going to be using X, Y, or Z that you said in your post, like in something I'm doing right now and realizing that like I am making a difference and that I want to help others make a difference by like what I teach. I I developed my very own little Venn diagram based on all of this and it's it's how to find purpose. And so um, I will talk about that a little bit more later in the show as to like how that looks and I will I will put a link a link for a free download to that on the show notes but I I just was was very I have been very inspired by other people and hoping that something that I can do can impact them and so that was that directly related to me actually creating something um so that I can continue to do that and help people uh dig a little deeper into their voice yeah yeah, I'm really excited to go over your Venn diagram. I went to see the doctor. I'd come down with the blues. She said that I can't cure you, but here's something you could do. Take out a piece of paper and go sit down for a while. And draw a pretty picture of something that makes you smile. Well, I know what makes me happy. I didn't have to think for long. But when I tried to draw it, it always came out wrong. I had a box of 12, 48, and 64. But nowhere could I find that one shade I was looking for. I guess I realized, should have come as no surprise. Crayola doesn't make a color for your eyes. That was Crayola Doesn't Make a Color for Your Eyes by Kristen Andrasen. I've been listening to this song a lot. I really think it's fun. It's it's a little bit quirky and um, interesting to me because it has really a simple beat and the lyrics are really fun. Obviously, I love color and I love songs that talk about color, but I was really interested in the fact that this one was referencing like specific colors in it. And it also sort of reminded me about, you know, the struggle to find the right way to describe ourselves. The person singing this song is talking about trying to find a color of the eyes of the person that she loves and nothing is measuring up. And sometimes it's like that for us as creatives. We're searching for the exact perfect thing. And sometimes there's not a perfect thing. And sometimes we just have to choose something. And in this episode, we're talking a lot about finding your voice. And I feel like this song sort of has that idea in the title, Crayola Doesn't Make a Color for Your Eyes. It's sort of like there is no perfect solution for how we describe ourselves to others. It's a mix of things. It's a mix of different colors. It's how we talk about ourselves. It's in the colors we show, actually. It's in the fonts we use and the voice we talk in. And all of these things come together to make something that's really interesting and cool. And maybe there's nothing perfect. There's not going to be that one perfect color. But hopefully there's something that can still be fun and interesting in how we describe ourselves. So this song has been on repeat. My kids and I have been listening to it a lot and I thought it was really fun to share with you. There's no way I can capture the way you make me feel. One look from you is rapture, whether blue or green or teal. No color qualifies. That crayon's telling lies. Crayola doesn't make a color. Hey, look, it's Periwinkle. So sure, I got it now. But you wink and there's a twinkle in your eyes. Still somehow, I just can't get that sparkle. And with that, we can uh, start on the awesome topic of brand voice. 
So um, I think we both have a little bit of a different perspective on what what brand voice is. So I'm going to let you start with uh, your perspective and kind of how you, um, maybe how you have found yours and yeah. talking a little bit about that. Yeah. So there's so many different elements that um, come together to make your brand voice. And we could probably talk all day about the different things, yeah. the different aspects. So, But I think a couple of things that have been um, just really a major part of me finding my brand voice I know I've mentioned it before earlier in the season about um, finding your why. And I really, really loved the process um, that Simon Sinek has in his book, Start With Why and Find Your Why. And it, it just showed me like my, as a person, what my why of life is. And then I was able to translate that into how that shows up in my business And that just gave me like a completely new perspective on things. And it really helped me know what to say to potential clients. Um, And and as I'm marketing to people, what the purpose of my business is and how I can help people. And so I think like I can't recommend doing that process enough to people, whether you're a business owner or not. I think just like knowing your your personal life why is incredibly valuable. But I think that's a great place to start for knowing your brand voice. It's a really great foundation. And the another thing that I think was really beneficial was going through Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just a really great process um, as well, which I think it, it links up really, really well with after you know your why, then you can kind of present what you uniquely offer to your target market in a way that isn't really even about you, actually. Right. <laughs> it's, it's about um, them. It's about, yeah, it's about how you can help them. It's their story, but it's showing how you uniquely can help them in that journey that they're taking of moving away from whatever their problem is to whatever solution you're offering. So I think those two things are really major. I felt way more confident in my uh, brand voice and not just confident, but just knowing that I was like, that I had found the right brand voice, I think. Um, It's always evolving, obviously, but I feel like it's a very specific thing for me now where before I went through those two processes, it was more general. Like it didn't feel quite as um, uniquely me, I guess. And now I have like no doubt that you know, like nobody else has my exact why. Right. Um, and nobody else is telling this story the same way as me. So those are two elements that were really helpful for me. But there's a lot involved, too. Like your values are incredibly important. And that is going to like kind of bleed into everything that you do. And your personalities, like knowing now my Enneagram type, like mm-hmm. that hugely actually fits into my why which is really interesting. And your perspective on life is going to come into that, into your business as well, especially, you know, if you're, if it's just you and your business, like that's especially true. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, th- I think that a lot of the people that um, I would venture to say, because my ideal audience for this podcast is a professional creative. And yeah. um, that can be someone who works in an office or it can be in an agency, but the, the stats are often um, reflective of the fact that there are a lot more creative 
professionals who are independent these days than ever, Mm -hmm. Um, especially with everything that's happened with COVID. I think that a lot of people are, are thinking about how they can do things on their own a lot more. I think that you're right that the brand voice is very, very personal. And mm-hmm. I think regardless of whether you are the only person at your business or if you are the person that maybe owns a business that runs it, I was having a com- I've had a couple of conversations with um, a client and a potential client and told them, you know, before before you answer any question about what you should do in your business, you need to determine what your goals are as a person. Like what what are your personal goals and how does that relate in your business? What are your yeah, goals definitely. for your business, <laughs> right? Yeah, I think that also kind of helps you step out of the box of like, this is how designers work. This is what design agencies do. This Mm -hmm. is how wedding photographers run their business. When you, instead of just like stepping on that and just running with it, if you're looking at your unique voice and your unique goals, Mm -hmm. um, that's going to help you kind of step out of that, which I do think stepping out of the box is a good thing in many ways. And so like structuring your business differently and marketing yourself differently uh, is going to come from that. Yeah. Of knowing your goals and not just like, oh, this is the industry standard of what I should be trying to attain. <laughs> right. Yeah. And um, it's, it's always, I, what I'm, what I'm realizing more and more now that I'm doing a lot more strategy and a lot more, um, a lot less actual design work is that, even just saying I'm a brand strategist, some of the first questions that come are, oh, well, can you tell me, can you tell me if my, um, if my webpage looks good? Or can you, can you just give me a new business card? Or my trucks need some new stickers or something. And it's, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, let's take a step back. Like, I want to do design work for you, but we need to decide, like, do we even need to do that? Is that even something that's going to matter to your target? And in in your brand voice, you're going to need to find the authenticity too and not just doing, not just doing just to do, like you said, just because that's what people think is supposed to be a part of whatever kind of business that you run. Yeah, and it's going to point you in the direction that your business is going to go. When I switched to doing, from doing big traditional weddings to doing elopements only, I was getting a lot of requests for like, oh, we just need you for an hour just to cover our ceremony and a few pictures afterwards. And initially I was taking that because I was like, hey, this is a a job, you know, I need to take this job because I'm kind of starting fresh and everything. But when I started looking into what, my values were and my why and all those different things. I also realized that that doesn't fulfill me. And I know we've talked about this too before, like you've really got to do the things that are um, filling you up and not the things that are, are taking from you, which is going to lead to feeling blocked creatively and not inspired and all of that stuff. And then just like happiness too. (laughs) Yeah. But when you, when you know those things, that goes into your brand voice too of instead of me just saying like I do elopements, I'm very specific about the kind of elopements that I want to help people create and have happen and me photograph. And that like sets a different expectation. Um, so I'm not just getting anybody who's eloping is trying to, 
you know, work with me, it's I'm painting the picture of this is what fulfills me and what I really love and this is how I can help you and this is what we can create for you and everything. So I think a brand voice is really important and there's a lot of introspection yes. that you need to do before you're just like, hey, I'm here. This is what right. I do. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, it's really understanding. And I'm I'm sure that there, there are a lot of people um, out there that uh, just want just want you to say um, here here's how you do your brand voice just say these things or just show you know these kind of pictures and while that is part of a brand strategy that's not that's not the voice and so I think if I if I could explain it another way it would be almost like brand voice is literally almost like a slang like a a way that you talk a way that that you say things that no one else does. Uh, one yeah, of the just like a physical voice. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and so if you if you really, I think that a lot of times um, we as humans and especially as creatives, like we tr- we try to make things more complicated than they need to be, and we try to like think about them real heady. Or, but why do they call it a brand voice? Because it's literally how you say things about yourself or your company or your brand. Yeah, anyone could be saying the same exact words. Like you and I could read the same paragraph and we're going to read it differently. Exactly. Um, with different voices. And so it's the same thing. Like your voice is going to bring across the message differently than someone else, which is good because every business needs to be differentiated from each other. We don't all need to be exactly the same. Right. And in that, there there are nuances and things that certain people will get and other people will be put off by. And that's how you find your people. Like that's people that don't don't really care about color theory or, you know, finding inspiration in the, in the I don't know, cracks of a leaf or something like I do or <laughs> aren't aren't going to follow me. You know, they might think it's frivolous or it's silly or I don't know. I, I don't know those people because they're not my people. But those might be someone else's people that have a different way of of motivating them to create better work. And that's okay. And I want to have the people that resonate with me and can hear what I have to say and can hear when I get fiery about something and, you know, either be challenged by it or be encouraged by it and when you can find your people, your fans, your uh, brand ambassadors, that's that's what happens when you use your voice. And so, yeah. um, I the thing that I I kind of alluded to earlier with what I created, I I, get, I created this Venn diagram because I've been I was working with a client and trying to figure out like, well, you know, like we talked about, well, what it, what is it that you what are your goals? Um, so there's there's questions that I ask about goals. There's purpose. There's um, dreams and aspirations. And those are all different things. Like they sound similar, but they're all really different. And what mm-hmm. do you want to focus on? And so the why is definitely a part of this overarching thing. So I, I strongly suggest, as Julie said, that you, if you do only one of these things, that you do the why, finding your why. Um, Enneagram is is a lot deeper of a work. And I, I suggest that you do that also if you feel like you are able to. And then the story brand thing is like next level. For me, it's like why, 
than Enneagram and then story story brand or Yeah, it kind of like it's it's um taking all that new information that you have and tying it up to be able to present it to your potential clients. Like I said, I will I will put this up for download because it's it's hard to I guess picture, but if if you know what a Venn diagram is, it's circles overlapping that have like a common meeting place in the middle. And this particular Venn diagram is to find purpose. And it's not exhaustive by any means. It's meant to be sort of a quick and easy thing to use. But one side, there's three circles and one is interests, which is things you like, stuff you're interested in and what you're curious about. Then there's intelligence, what you're good at, what skills you have and what you know about. And then there's intention, which is how you want to change things, whether that's you know with your services or through your products. Um, who you want to help. So in that is your your target audience and where you can make a difference. And that's where you want your message to live, basically. And so once you can fill these things in, you should find some common ground in the middle and that will help you find your purpose, which will lead you to figuring out your brand voice because it, it encompasses a lot of the things that you are. It's what you know about. It's what you're good at. It's who you care about. And in that you will then be able to move forward a, a lot more strategically with your brand voice mm-hmm. and really be confident that like, okay, this is actually me because all these questions are reflective of you. And then obviously that goes a whole other different direction when you start to include the story brand stuff where then it's not about you, but you have to know who you are <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, first. Yeah, and what you're offering and, and your unique perspective on things Mm -hmm. and how you're you know I remember kind of I guess when I started doing my business full-time and I was reading about like your unique selling point and I was like how the heck do I figure this Mm -hmm. out and I just couldn't come up with anything that felt like me or unique like it all just still felt very general Um, and I never liked that, but I kind of, I just felt stuck. So I kind of moved on, but I think this is a really great, like just to sit down and tackle each of those topics that you have on the Venn diagram to just have a notebook and sit down and just take an afternoon to think about like, what are your goals and how do you want to help people? And, and what kind of experience do you have that like, it may not actually feel that unique to you, but just writing down the things that you do feel like you're an expert in. Not everyone in your field is an expert in all of those things, and especially not in, like, the unique combination Mm -hmm. that you have. Um, And then once you write all that stuff down, like, that's a really great – knowing all that stuff is a great way to move forward for so many different things. And I think even, like, sometimes when I write down stuff like that, it's like, oh, I can make each of these – different things into an Instagram post Mm -hmm. or something to put on my website like suddenly you have all these ideas because you know your voice right and you you know you know that you know what you're talking about there's yeah there's also another tool that I that I I taught when I was teaching at the college and I did a I did a Instagram TV video a while back on making a box and this is sort of another angle on finding your unique selling point is um, basically, people are going to put you in a box anyway, what they think about you, what they think you do, all that stuff. And they will do that if you don't make the box for yourself. You have to tell them what you stand for. You have to tell yeah. them what you believe in and what you do and how you do it. I basically created this this idea of like make an actual box on a sheet of paper 
just four sides and finding your your unique selling point by on one side of the box is your your ideal audience, your target person and telling that story. Another side is your competitive advantage. So really looking deeply at what do you do? What one to two things do you do really well? Not just are you good at it? What could you objectively say that you're maybe even better at than a lot of other people? And then another side of this is unmet needs. So of the things that like you're good at, what are some what are some unmet needs maybe in in that realm that you can use your skills to answer um, and fill the holes maybe for someone that whether it's a product that needed making or needed improving or a service that you offer that maybe you do better than someone else. And then the last thing, and this is the one that I generally have the most trouble with myself, is feedback and testing is the last side. And this is mm-hmm. where you you real you uh, can get to the heart of what resonates with people, and that's mm-hmm. by just starting to talk about this. So you have all these three sides, and you have all these things from the Venn diagram. Like you said, it gives you some content, right? It gives you some ideas on what you can talk about, what you can show, but then you still have to kind of test it. There's no way to guarantee what your voice is saying to people yeah, and if they're going to talk back unless you talk. And so the last piece is getting that feedback and listening to people. And then by the time you get enough feedback, you will have found your unique selling point um, because you'll see by analytics or by comments or any any of the really measurable things, like what are people responding to? Okay, this yeah. is the thing. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're feeling stuck on some of those things, like even if you're having a hard time picking out what you feel like you really, really excel at, you know, if you have a friend in the industry who understands they're doing the same thing as you, so they understand what you're doing um, and they can say like, yeah, you're really good at this thing. Yeah. (laughs) Like sometimes you just need an outside perspective because I feel like 100%. Every little aspect of us is known to us, you know, so it's all like swirling around in our heads and to figure out what stands out is really hard. It's, it's kind of like Donald Miller talks about in building a story brand, the curse of knowledge, Mm -hmm. like as a business owner, you know, everything about the business. So how do you know what to like, what questions you need to be answering to people who don't know anything about it? It's kind of the same thing with yourself. Like, you know, everything about you. So what is it that people actually need to know that you're not actually like putting forth? Yeah, it's hard to be objective. And honestly, there, where I'm operating from right now is the result of an sort of accidental third party giving me some insight that I wasn't really looking for. Like it wasn't, wasn't like I was actively searching out for my like unique selling point on anything. I was pretty solid on the fact that like, I do design strategy and I work with a process that no one else does. And like that has been my USP for like years. And then Hugh Weber and just like a conversation we were having at some point said like, you know, I don't know anybody that looks at inspiration the way you do. I don't know anybody that can, that he, and he, he is a creative coach. Like he is on the board for AIJ national. Like he talks to creatives all the time. And so when he told me like the way that you, find and use inspiration is like nothing I've ever seen before. You need, you need to use that. And I was just like, yeah, holy crap. How have I been, I've been doing this my entire life 
And so, yeah, I didn't see it because mm-hmm. it's just something I did. Like it's, it wasn't like a, it yeah. wasn't like a thing I had to offer. It was just like a thing I did. It's like, I just, you know, yeah. brush my teeth in the morning or something. <laughs> yeah. Having an outside perspective definitely helps a lot. And we're, we're also here. If you guys need like just an objective third party who doesn't know you to like take a look at what you're doing and say like, I don't know what you do, but here's what it looks like you do. And sometimes even just that is like, oh, that's not what I was trying to say at all. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) So um, I think we did a really good job, Julie. Pat us on our own backs. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, I think this is a really great actionable, actionable steps of um, finding your brand voice. And there's so many, there are so many aspects to it. But I think getting like a solid foundation, you'll be able to build from there. Definitely. And just and it's always going to be a learning. Thing. Yeah, no, constantly <laughs> learning. And you know, your, uh, your accent will say may change in your voice over time. Yeah, and that's totally fine. But how but what you have to say will always be in your voice. And just as a sidebar, creative voice, I don't think is the same thing as brand voice. And so um, I hope that we can either give you guys a bonus episode at some point or find a way to help you out with that. It's not in our actual um, 12 episode plan, but in planning for this one, we kind of stumbled upon the fact that there may be some confusion and maybe some clarity needed between brand voice and creative voice. And I do not want to leave you guys hanging. So Uh, Stay tuned. We'll probably figure something out to give you some more info on that. We appreciate you being here and hope that you got a lot out of this episode. Again, that was Crayola Doesn't Make a Color for Your Eyes by Kristen Andrasen. You can find this song and lots of other inspiring music on our Spotify playlist. Just search music from Design Speaks. All right, everybody, that's our episode for today. If you enjoy this show and want to support us, become one of our exclusive patrons over at patreon.com slash design speaks, where you'll have access to some extended episodes and fun bonus content. Design Speaks is produced by Kenneth Niffin and Dakota Cook. Audio production by The Podcast Babes. Thanks to Colin from Vespertine for our theme music. You can find Vespertine on Apple Music and Spotify. Design Speaks is a project of Brandy C Designs. It is recorded and produced in the shadow of the watermelon pink Sandia Mountains near Albuquerque, New Mexico. You can leave us a note on Instagram at Design Speaks Podcast, and you can find all current and past episodes at designspeakspodcast.com. Thanks again for listening. Until next time. Shadow, shadow, shadow.